Hey, it's Mark Graben. It's episode 295 of Lean Blog Audio. I had a listener email me and, and rightfully sort of ask, like, hey, why has Lean Blog Audio gone away? Um, it's fallen a little bit behind. So I am going to catch up on the backlog here. I'm going to bring to you a post here from October 17th, 2019. And the blog post is titled, GE CEO Larry Culp goes to the Gemba, looks to understand the real reality. And you can find the blog post at leanblog.org slash audio 295. So I shared an article from Bloomberg Business Week, and the headline there read, GE's Larry Culp faces ultimate CEO test in trying to save a once great company. And I'll just add, I, I didn't blog about this at the time, that it must sting um, for, for GE people, GE alumni to hear the phrase once great um, applied um, to, to this company. But um, very early on in the article, they mentioned Culp's advocacy for what they call Toyota style lean manufacturing. So, you know, it makes me wonder is, is Culp, as the former CEO of Danaher, um, is he pushing? really what should be called Danaher style lean manufacturing and, and is that different and, and does that matter? So the article says that Culp was, quote, in his element visiting a GE factory in Pensacola, Florida. Um, I wonder, can that be said about most CEOs? It said Culp was wearing jeans and it describes he spent about two hours walking the floor and chatting with technicians, stopping only briefly for a call with the board of directors. It says, um, you know, Culp asked about what might be called um, production status boards, as it said in the article. While overhead screens flashed measurements of the production pace in eight-hour increments, and I'll add, I mean, you do see boards like this at Toyota, the article says Culp wondered aloud if the metrics were visual enough and whether they could be broken down into 20-minute or even 10-minute slices so workers would know sooner when they might be falling behind on their goals. At the tour's end, he urged them to face up to production issues as early in the process as possible, or as he put it, let's make it red, make it ugly, let's go fix them. So the idea of making problems visible resonates with me. Um, if, if there's a measurable gap between planned production and actual production numbers, a lean organization wouldn't try to hide that reality. You know, understanding the real reality is key if you're going to actually work to improve things. Visual metrics for understanding the real-time real reality can be very helpful, but I'd add it's not just the workers who need to know about this status. Of course, supervisors or team leaders and other managers need to know about this status so they can work together to solve problems. It's not about blaming workers, and I'm guessing it's the Bloomberg Business Week writer who's putting this on the workers, not Culp. I mean, sometimes lean gets lost in translation through reporters. We'll be right back. So at a company that used to train all leaders in Six Sigma, Larry Culp is educating them now in lean. The article said Culp ordered almost 50 GE business heads to take off June 10th to 14th for an on the factory floor quote, true lean manufacturing boot camp that he's helping to teach. So uh, if Culp is teaching true lean, the article doesn't make it clear who might have been teaching, quote unquote, fake lean or, or what that 
entails exactly. But on the topic of Danaher and Lean, the article gives some background also about Culp and Danaher. Like I mentioned, that's his former company. The article says Danaher was one of the first U.S. companies to adopt Toyota Motor Corporation's Kaizen process of increasing productivity with tiny continuous improvements. Um, I would add, um, it, it, again, not just productivity. Writers often get this wrong. But again, back to the article, it says its own version is called the Danaher Business System, or DBS, which in some ways resembles a Six Sigma Quality Assurance Regimen Welch former GE CEO Jack Welch, of course, embraced in the 1990s. And I would add, I'm, I'm not sure really in which ways uh, DBS resembles Six Sigma other than it's a corporate-wide program, if not culture, maybe a management system. But back to the article, it says DBS relies heavily on measurable facts. I'll add maybe that's Six Sigma-like. Measurable facts, including not only profit and sales, but also non-financial metrics, such as on-time delivery. These are measured on monthly, weekly, daily, and even hourly basis, depending on a project's urgency. From the moment Culp joined Danaher in 1990, he embraced it like a religion. And that's the end of the excerpt. So I'm not sure if you know these uh, like a religion comparisons are appropriate. Um, lean and business are different. Where, um, well, I really should have said there's a typo in the article. Lean and religion are different where belief in lean is not a matter of faith. But again, this is probably on the writer of the article um, for, for choosing to focus on Toyota or Kaizen as a matter of productivity, ignoring the equally important Toyota production system pillar of built-in quality. And, and, and really, uh, the other pillar of TPS is not productivity, it's, it's flow. And you can learn about this. Um, I've linked to the Toyota TPS webpage. But again, this kind of confusion happens a lot in publications like the journal. And it happens too often in the realm of Lean Six Sigma, which too often portrays Lean as being you know, all about speed or all about efficiency, um, unfortunately ignoring the contributions that TPS and Lean make to quality and other important factors. So back um, to GE, you know, if GE had been focused on Six Sigma projects, they're now embracing what we might call small Kaizen and, you know, perhaps a true continuous improvement culture that engages everybody everywhere and every day. Uh, in the article, Culp is quoted in, in a way that hints at this mindset. He says, we're just trying to make progress a little bit every day. And it says that Culp talks about lean a lot. Um, it's in the article, it says on a conference call with analysts in January, he said, quote, when we talk about execution, we talk about daily management. He used the phrase daily management six times and the word lean 11 times in a recent presentation at an industry conference. But um, on the topic of understanding variation, that was a surprising topic in the article. Um, this mention of variation in metrics. Uh, one GE aviation leader said, quote, I can sit down with Larry and show him 30 metrics and tell him relative to plan, the variance was positive in every one, but that's not enough. Did you do it because there was a one-time event that allowed you to get across the finish line? Did you have a lot of variation and just happen to be on an upswing at the end of the quarter? How do you control it to make sure this performance repeats itself? Those are things Culp is purported to um, say, and, and you know, it reminds me of some of the questions and ideas from my book, Measures of Success. 
But you know, variance from a target is not the same as variation in a metric. I, I appreciate what Culp is getting at in his questions. Um, if all 30 of their metrics are green, meaning that they're better than the goal, um, they might only be green because of some possible um, special cause, um, you might call it. Are leaders gaming the system or taking temporary and possibly dysfunctional measures to make things look good at a moment in time? Or do they have a consistent system that can produce measurably, uh, predictably good results? Well, you know, I do hope uh, Culp and GE do well, as it's an important company. As Culp said at the end of the piece, uh, maybe they can go from once great to just being great. So again, if you want to read the blog post and see um, the article and, and, and things I've linked to, again, you can go to leanblog.org audio 295.